I think it's important for me as a young person of color to, to speak my truth. And if my truth means shaving my head or, or, or braiding it, then so be it. People from my generation or younger generations can have a voice in our community or even at the United Nations. I find that very important. Getting to be a part of this day, getting to share a little bit of my story, but getting to also hear from all these amazing students has been, has been remarkable. And I'm glad that the UN is focused on this right now. It's about 8 a.m. and I'm standing outside the UN General Assembly building, the main entrance on 46th Street and 1st Avenue in New York. It's a busy morning. Many of these people here for the International Day of Peace celebrations, which are taking place inside in uh, just under an hour's time. First Avenue is still open, but it's going to be closed in a couple of days when the heads of state from around the world begin to turn up. It'll be a very different scene. And right now, though, lots of people are milling around in front, waiting to get their passes to get in. Amongst them are large numbers of students who've been invited to take part in the ceremony. Youth is one of the key features of today's International Day of Peace celebrations, which has a particular focus on ending racism and hate. And now I'm walking into the main entrance, which has been transformed for the Transforming Education Summit. There are red banners on every level in different languages with a hashtag transforming education in many different languages. If you missed it, last week's Lidizar episode was all about the Transforming Education Summit. We had a great interview with Leonardo Garnier, former Costa Rican education minister who was the special advisor for the summit, responsible for making sure it all goes smoothly and achieves its aims of bringing world leaders together to bring about a global education system which is fit for the 21st century. I've just walked past the chapel, I'm getting nearer to the peace bell. And this is where the... Morning. And this is where the ceremony will take place in the presence of senior UN officials, diplomats, and the Secretary General himself. Mr. President of the General Assembly, Excellencies, distinguished guests, messengers of peace, dear students, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us to sound the call for peace. As we meet today, peace is under assault across regions, countries, and communities. The poison of war is infecting our world, jeopardizing the lives of millions, turning people against each other, beating nation against nation, eroding security and well-being, reversing development. So I just met uh, Miss Thailand and Miss Universe Thailand. It's the kind of thing that can happen during this week. And we're walking towards the Economic and Social Council building, otherwise known as ECOSOC, which is where today's youth event is going to be taking place. The students here will be meeting lots of activists and celebrities to hear today's theme on ending racism and stopping hate. So this is the room where we try to come together 
to support developing countries. And it's, for me, a great pleasure to see this room filled with young people that I'm sure will be able to create a world much more fair, much less unequal than the world in which we now live. So I encourage others to join us as we face some of the most critical issues of our time. We must work across generations, cultures, ethnicities, and faith traditions. Our very lives depend on it. I want all of us to be the generation that gets to say we ended inequality and racism. I pose this question for all of you. What are we actually doing to make a change? The answer is not even close to enough. We must do more. Thank you. After the event, I got to speak to some of the participants and speakers, starting with Malik Pancholi, who some of you may remember from the NBC comedy 30 Rock, which starred Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. Malik played Jonathan, the overly protective private assistant to Baldwin's character, the unhinged NBC executive Jack Donaghy. He told me that the aims of the day are particularly close to his heart. Mom's side of my family is Jain, um, which is a religion that is largely based in India, and the number one tenet of Jainism is Ahimsa, which is nonviolent. So I've always had an affinity for this international day of peace. But I'm here because I think the theme for today is so important, of ending racism, to build peace. And it's something that I've personally felt uh, racism as a person of color. I've certainly felt um, hate as a, as a person who identifies as LGBTQ. And I think that a large part of the work that I do, both as an actor now um, and a writer, is about trying to put stories into the world that better that situation, that combat that kind of uh, rhetoric. And I also do a lot of activism. Um, I formed a nonprofit called Act to Change, which is a national nonprofit working to end bullying for Asian American and Pacific Islander youth. Um, so I feel like getting to be a part of this day, getting to share a little bit of my story, but getting to also hear from all these amazing students has been has been remarkable. And I'm glad that the UN is focused on this right now. It feels really prevalent. As someone who's been working in the entertainment industry for a long time, how do you think the representation of people of different ethnicities has changed during your time in the business? Yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten a lot better. You know, I feel like early on, um, I remember as a college kid, like I got to play whatever I wanted to play. You know, we were in school, but we were largely studying uh, white playwrights and white parts. And I sort of left college thinking, I get to play whatever I want. And then I got to LA and it was literally like, all I got seen for was the color of my skin. You know, it's like literally casting directors being like, hey, do you own a turban you can bring to this audition? Or how's your Indian accent? And I was like, wow, I didn't realize how shut out I was going to be. And also how there just were not parts, you know? And if there were there, they were like horribly racist and, and, and having to be the butt of a joke. And, and that's changed a lot. Like we've seen a lot of growth. And I think it's largely uh, because we have the right people in the room creating work, which is, li which is a big reason why I'm uh, doing a lot of writing now. It's because I feel like we, you need the right people in the, in the room to tell the right story. Otherwise, you're going to have the story told from the wrong perspective. My name is Ashlyn So. Should I spell it? Um, I'm here to speak at the UN about um, my cause and what I believe in. I really believe that it's important to unite all communities together because I think that there are so many issues around the world, but I think um, to be able to solve them, it's through unity and love. So the outfit I'm wearing is from my 2021 New York Fashion Week collection. And 
it was named Beneath the Surface, and it was about how you need to look beyond a skin color and look at who the person is. Throughout the entire collection, it kind of tells a story. You know, a movement starts with a group of people, and then it turns into this whole yeah, mass movement. And the piece I'm wearing has like zip ties on the sleeve, and it kind of shows how we need to be strong together. And this was the first piece in the collection. So but then at the end, finale piece was like a whole bunch of black balls to represent how we need to come together. My name is Katia. I'm a student at the United Nations International School. And I'm here to learn about how we can end racism and build peace. People from my generation or younger generations can have a voice in our community or even at the United Nations. I find that very important. I learned a lot. I learned how important diversity in our community is and also ways to build peace around the world. A lot of speakers inspired me, like Joan. She is a woman from an indigenous society and her speech had a lot of emotion and inspired me, yeah, to, to express my diversity and express uh, where I come from and my voice. My name is Jaden Michael. I am an actor, an activist, and I drive my mom nuts. <laughs> so how old were you when you came in 2017? Oh, I was, uh, I was 13 years old when I first came to the UN. I was presenting um, for the Global Kids Council, uh, the Great Global Kids Council. It was a dormitory of six uh, young students and, and young people who wanted to see change in the world, and we were all tasked with finding issues in our society and, and in our own communities in order to tackle and with the help of UNICEF and Grey Advertising we would, we would um, get some support and really move the, these big ideas into the world. And so I presented at, at 13 years old in the same eco-sock chamber. It was, it was a great privilege. So now you're old, you're 18. I'm an old man. No, oh my God. And a I turn 19 in 20 days. It's wow. A and a veteran also of the entertainment industry. I mean, you've got a few years under your belt there as well. The recent thing I saw you in was, of course, Colin in black and white, which was great. Great job, by the way. Thank I really you. enjoyed that. That was Thank really, you. really uh, interesting. But I was just wondering how, I mean, how the extent to which you shared, you internalized many of these struggles that Colin experienced when he was growing up. And we saw it there, you know, in a very white environment. With, with white parents, uh, how much of that did you did you really take to heart? A lot of it. A lot of it was very relevant, which which scared me because, especially thinking about when first approaching the script, I was I was under the impression that we would see some of the some of the more heinous um, acts of racism, um, especially since it's in the past. At least for me, I, I'm under the impression that the racism that I experience today is is so much so much grayer than it was before, and and it's hard to differentiate whether how you feel over the subject. But to see that, you know, years apart, um, the years that Colin and I have apart, the same issues and racism exist was 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 mind-boggling to me. That all this time has passed, and and some change has been made and, and in many ways no change has been made so for example with with Colin's hair I, his, his issues with with not being accepted in within his white community because of his hairstyle um, to me that was I, I was able to identify with that as, as someone who's been in the entertainment industry since I was three years old I had grown up around casting directors and around the entertainment industry and they had expected me to come with a certain look, with a certain um, 
a certain status, and, and if I were to change that status by any means, whether it be by jewelry that I wore, by clothing, by, uh, by hairstyle, I could drastically change people's impressions and what kind of work I was able to get. And so I was, I was utterly afraid of, of, of changing in any way, and, and I was, I, I very much, uh, it very much resonated with me, uh, with specifically Collins' issue with hair in his community. Do you think that having done that, you'll be more outspoken than you were before? Absolutely. I mean, he empowered me. The story empowered me personally to want to wear my hair differently more often. You know, I. Now I, I try and get my hair braided and more often because that's what I want. It's, it's, I don't care if, uh, about what other people's perceptions uh, of me or, or how their perception of me might change based off of my, my, my actions, but I, I, I think it's important for me as, as, a, as, a, as a person, as a young person of color to, to speak my truth. And if my truth means... Uh, shaving my head or, or, or braiding it, and uh, so be it. That was young actor Jaden Michael, who you can see in Colin Black and White on Netflix. The Colin in question, I should point out, is the American football quarterback Colin Kaepernick, whose career was derailed after he decided to take a knee before a game as a protest against racism and police brutality. Now, Peace Day doesn't get as much coverage as some of the other things going on in the coming days, but I do think it's important because it's really a reminder of why, ultimately, we're all here at the UN to seek peace in the world. When you see the bell, which was donated by the UN Association of Japan in 1954, you can't help but think of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the two Japanese cities flattened by nuclear bombs less than a decade earlier. And it's a reminder of the enduring existential threat posed by nuclear weapons. On the last day of High Level Week, Monday, 26th of September, there'll be a plenary meeting to commemorate the International Day for the total elimination of nuclear weapons, which is one of the oldest goals of the UN. And the main centrepiece of this busy period is the Transforming Education Summit, which began today, Friday. It's also the 30th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration on the Rights of Persons Belonging to National or Ethnic, Religious and Linguistic Minorities, and a meeting to commemorate the day takes place on Wednesday. And look out for the SDG moment between 8.30 and 10 on Monday the 19th of September. This is being billed as an opportunity to refocus attention on the sustainable development goals of the UN's 2030 agenda, a blueprint for a fairer future for people and the planet. You may remember that the megastar boy band BTS lit up the event last year, so look out for more high-powered celebrities luring the cameras to the UN. And finally, it's Global Goals Week, a program of virtual and in-person events taking place between the 16th and 25th of September, and that involves more than 170 partners across civil society, business, academia, and the UN system to accelerate action on the Sustainable Development Goals. Now, all the main events will be on UN Web TV, live and on demand, and we'll have a wealth of coverage, as ever, on the UN News website in nine languages. So I'd better leave it there, because for us, this is the busiest time of the year. I will be back next week with a focus on the climate crisis. New York Climate Week is back in town. We're going to get a flavour of the main talking points and the mood as we gear up for the UN Climate Conference, COP27 in Egypt, which begins in November. Have a great week.